Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a trip that Justin and I took over the weekend, so a little recap and some things we learned and did and had some fun doing. So before we jump into that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays REI consulting program. Guys, basically, we're here to help. Doesn't matter if you're brand new to this and you just want some help picking and pricing a county or you've been at it for a while and you're looking for some help on ways to expand. All you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the consulting tab, walk through the sign up, then we'll be in touch to help you get started. Happy Monday. Hey, what's up? Nothing. It's good to see you. You too. It is Valentine's Day we were recording, and if you are watching our YouTube channel, you see me in pink to celebrate Valentine's Day. Mm. So Justin gave me a breakdown on the meaning of roses earlier. What are you trying to tell me by wearing pink? I don't know. And what's the what's pink what's is pink? The co- pink seems to be the color for Valentine's Day. Uh, see, I would so, go. I would go with red as like a Valentine's Day color. Would you? Huh? Just red roses. That's just what I think about. So safe. Red hearts, red roses. Everything's red on Valentine's. Yeah, I, I can see that. You know, one of the one of the cool things about life in general is that we've all done. We've all had like random jobs, and it all kind of feed in and experience random experiences, random jobs, random things that you do on a regular basis, and it all feeds into who you are today if you allow it to. Good and bad. So, you know, one of the things that people may not know about me is that on Sundays, I was the fill-in florist at Winn-Dixie in my first job. Oh, really? Yeah. So when we had a lady there that was a florist, and she'd been there for years and years and years, but she would take off. And so they would have me act as the florist for her. So me being the weirdo that I am, I would learn about the different things, like whether it was a carnation or a tulip or a rose, and I would want to learn about like what they actually meant. Because to me, if you're a guy and you go get a rose for your lady, you should understand what the color and what it represents. Because if you say that to her in the deliverance of your flower, it's just that little bit extra that's going to get you that kiss on the cheek. Mm, that's a lot of thought. I'm, I'm telling you, that's just that's that's way my works. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so, I'm not gonna disagree with you. I guess it's it's more thought than I put into it. I'm, I'm, I, I did, know. You know, I got into the argument with the florist. I wanted to look a certain way, but you tried to fight a florist. Two of them, actually. There was two of them. They were ganging up on no, you. No, two different florists. <laughs> like two, oh, no. two separate companies. So, so the first one pissed you off so bad you left you with the second one. Yeah. Then you go to the second one and they piss you off. Do you realize at that point it's probably not the florist? It's probably you. No, the fir- <laughs> it was definitely the florist because the first one. I don't know. There is a pattern here that's happening. I bet if you went to the third one, would it would have done the same. No, that's not true. You know, you know the story. You're making stuff, stuff up right now. <laughs> the first one wouldn't let me come pick them up. Okay. Deliver only. You're 30 minutes from my house. You won't let me come get them. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what's what It's because the they're running out of a storage building. They don't <laughs> want you to see their office. Yeah. So I don't care about that. And the second one, she just wouldn't get it through her head. that that's, I didn't like the way she did it. She was uh-huh. using a bunch of those little white flowers, wasn't she? 
uh, yeah, the, what it, are they called? It, I have no idea yeah. what they're called, but I know exactly what you're talking about because when you told me the story, I was like, oh, that lady overdid it with the green and the white yeah. on top of the red. And I was like, I, and I know you well enough to know that you like simple, clean, yeah. and you probably wanted the roses all to be there, but nothing in between them and them to look strong and, and mm-hmm. clean and everything. So yeah, yeah. I, I could see that argument happening. <laughs> like I can, I can envision it. You're like, you're not getting it. It's supposed <laughs> to be clean. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's not hard to ask where your floors do it at. You know, do do your job. <laughs> I get it. I get it, man. We so we just came back from a a two day road trip into the mountains to look at some properties that we have coming up. That they were, actually we did we did uh, this year. We actually put some thought into running some of our land business together. We did a little partnership here that we're running mm-hmm. together for this year. That doesn't stop our own land businesses. Those are still going, but this is something we did together. So it will add content to the show as we come up. But we wanted to go see some of the properties we got back. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was a road trip in every sense of the word. We were gone for two days and in the car for oh man, almost the entire two days. I was hurting when we got back. Like I took a couple ibuprofen, shot of vodka, (laughs) just loosened me up. Please. Yeah, it was cool though. I mean, it was fun to get out and like see all that. But man, we battled the rain so hard. Yeah, it was raining like crazy. There was people's properties that we were driving by the entire two times. Half their property property was underwater. Yeah. That was that was interesting to me and that but that's a testament, you know, normally we talk about doing this, you know, remote, but we went and looked at some of these properties. So you're going to run into some things that you normally wouldn't see. Like I mean, we would never have a drone pilot out in the rain. And when I I'm willing to bet they got 3 to 4 inches of rain on the second day we were there. Like it started raining the night while we were at the hotel and then we went out. And so anything that could have been flooded was probably flooded. And still being able to get to those properties and most of them, only one that I really got a little nervous on, but most of them you know, we were able to get to in four inches of rain without going into four wheel drive in the Raptor. And, and we had a, you know, we were able to look at it and get a good feel for it. Yeah. It's odd to me, four inches doesn't sound like a, a ton of rain. I saw, I saw, I don't really know, but you know, there was like two feet deep of water in places. Yeah. Is that, does four inches of rain do that? Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. It's like there were streams that it was moving. The, like yeah. it was like, it would have picked the Raptor up and drove it. Yeah. And took it down the river. Yeah, that was we we got stopped at one point. We're about a probably a quarter mile, half mile from property. We're already four miles back into this mountain road, and I'm like, uh, I don't think we can cross that. It, had we had somebody else with us or a winch, I probably would have. You mean but another vehicle? Yeah, just because we I, I, we needed an exit strategy out of that. Yeah. But yeah, so the the cool thing that I want everyone kind of take note of here is that we teach you know buy the stuff remotely. Yeah. But sometimes it's good to get out and go see it because it was only three hours. I think it was the furthest one, three and a half maybe from yeah. our house. And uh, we had 10 properties to go look at. Yeah. And it really gives you a good sense of what these things actually look like. For, and in my head, I had thought they would be totally different. But I mean, we were, you know, what'd you say, three, four miles back up into the mountains on some of them? On that one, yeah. The other one, we were 2.8 miles off the highway. And that was a beautiful property. Like driving through that mountain uh, as we come into, come into that town, I, and I can't remember the... The town we came out, we came out, uh, it was right before we went to Red Oak. So McCurtain or Wilburton, you know, in the Tallahena Trail, is essentially. Yeah. And as you're coming through those mountains, it was, because it's been raining, it was still sprinkling, but you could see the steam coming off the mountains. So it kind of gave it the smoky mountain effect, the big pines. And it's just like, to me, I'm like, yeah, this is, because ex- I've seen it before. And I was like, man, this is why people buy here. This is why people from Texas that don't have the mountains or have big trees, they, they fall in love with this area. And I really believe that's one of the unknown secrets to like to the South that people don't really know about how beautiful it is right there. Yeah, it was 100%, you know, pretty I mean, super tall trees, mountains up and down. At, when you, Especially we're only three hours away to whatever we are, two and a half hours from like some of that. And it's flat as can be here with, yeah. with no trees. And you get up there, it's a completely different world. And it helps you when you sell it. 
yeah to really paint that picture or or actually you know we met our realtor out there so that was good too that was another good selling point you got you to see to, liz you, you get to meet in yeah. person people that you're gonna be working with your boots on the ground and she went to a property with us yeah she did it's funny she'd actually walked that property before mm-hmm. and so that was interesting to me because we pulled up and she's like yeah i was over here just the other day and i was like oh really and so i'll have that conversation with that guy <laughs> once everything goes through but it's a uh it's interesting to me. You said something on a trip, and I and I'm gonna remember this forever because it cracks me up. You're like, did you realize there was this many properties off back roads? Or is, oh, no, no, no. Did you realize this many dirt roads in America? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I didn't. And that to me was that was crazy to think about because I, you're exactly right. Ninety, I would be willing to bet ninety nine percent of the people that listen to the show that buy this rural stuff do not really like when they get into this, or the people that are listening that are thinking about jumping into this niche do not realize how many dirt roads are really out there with property off of it. And the question you get a sec is, well, why would anybody want it? And then you're out there and you see a guy has his house, he has his barn, and he has a couple hundred acres and cows and whatnot. Well, that guy could want it. He's the neighbor or. His kids, when they get old enough, they may want to grab that piece because they had to move into town for work, but they want to have their piece out there next to it. So to me, it's it's like saying, well, why would anybody want to go eat at this ice cream place? Well, it's the only ice cream place around or, you know, whatever that could be. Yeah, it was just odd for me because uh, I don't picture people living off of roads that aren't paved. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, how do you keep your car clean? Or, yeah. you know, it's just it's that stuff that it just doesn't register because I'm not used to it. But then we're here we are driving across all of Southeast Oklahoma and um, <laughs> 90% of it's dirt road. Yeah. I mean, it's just a ton and, and people are flying. There was this young girl. She almost had, man, I don't even know how fast she was going, but she was coming straight at us. That, that was the only time you got nervous the entire trip. You told me, I don't get nervous when I'm riding. And that one, you go, Oh God, <laughs> she was she's hauling, but we're going down a dirt road and she's coming straight at us. I don't know. We're probably going 40. Maybe. Yeah. I was going 45 and she had to been gone 70 ish. <laughs> yeah. And, and she, and she kind of veered off the road and hit like a, tree branches almost yeah. and you're right pastor side was like right on the edge yeah. if not just barely off a little bit just to avoid her and man i thought because she was going so fast she was going to hit that tree little and swerve back and into swerve back yeah wow uh, uh. but it, i guess the whole point is it was well me asking that question about the roads is that it's so uncommon i guess for me or other people to assume no, i i'm willing to bet like the people that we have that listen they're in new york new jersey you know california in these bigger cities that they do not they've probably never driven their own car down a dirt road that's maintained once a year, you know, and that's that's a uh, that's a real thing, and that's why some people have problems understanding this niche and why it works and how it does. You know, we say maintained access. Well, that's maintained access, mm-hmm. in the, in the in the most aspects of it. We went to that one mountain property. We were two point eight miles in, so it's beautiful asphalt road. You go up and then you drop into a. Uh, I don't want to call it oil and gas. It's an old mountain road because there was houses that people lived on it. But all the way to this one, you could see a guy lived full time. He had a house built. And it was kind of in the valley, and uh, and then the road got shitty after that because that he drove that every day. So he probably stayed on the county's ass about mm-hmm. keeping it, you know, graded for him. Mm-hmm. Or he may have gotten his tractor out there and done it. But, mm-hmm. you know, as you go through there and you see people building cabins and you see different people's RV homes. You saw the guy that had the satellite, the two RVs out there, and it was cleared out. It's beautiful. But it's right in the middle of this pine forest. Mm-hmm. So just really cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's some definitely some good things to be learned by doing that. It probably made me want to get out and see properties more. Now I know everybody can't, doesn't have the time or, you know, ability to just get out and go look at properties, Mm -hmm. but it changes things when you do, because you really get that great sense of what you got. You can put a feel for it. Now your copy, your sales copy can be a whole lot better or the way you talk to other people about the property and it gives you a better insight because 
you know, when you're looking at it on a map, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah, I but. agree with that. And one of the other things I want to touch on that is that the ones that we had questions on the access, they turned out to be shitty access. Yeah. The only one that turned out to be good was the one that we drove. Like, I mean, and I say it was okay access because I knew that's kind of what it would be like. So it, it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. The one that we had to go four miles and we got stopped at the river. Mm. But that one was the only one. That one was better. But the other three or four that we saw that we were like, oh, this access is questionable, but we'll be in the area. Let's just glance at it and actually put our eyes on it. It was worse than I thought. And all of them had like the highlighted Google Earth line right to it. Like it's, oh, it's a platted road. And there was no way to get to it. Like it was gated. You're driving in somebody's front yard or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the, the problem was or whatever it looked like. But, you know, gated cows, chains, driving through somebody's front yard. And there's multiple ways into it. And all the ways are blocked. And they all show highlighted on Google. Google Maps was taking us down those ways. Like, yeah, just drive right here. And you're like, you can't. You're going in front of somebody's house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a trailer home and <laughs> one of the, the roads. Access. Yeah. Yeah. Like on the road. Yeah. Like the road says, that's County Road N324. And then... Busted out trailer. <laughs> Somebody built right their home on the road. Not, yeah. We're not talking like to the left of the road. We're talking on the road. On the road. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, it, and you know, I, I think that does play into it and it helps your sales copy and makes you understand what you're actually getting to. One of the other things that you get into is the the underbrush. Is that what's really, it really makes me nervous is that you'll see in some of these areas, like we went to some areas that had pine, so it was all pretty tall, it was mountainous, but you don't get the feel for like when we went to the first property, it's beautiful property, had access in two spots, it was on a county road, but there were some parts of it that were overgrown because nobody had been out there in so long that it was going to take some clearing to make it a premier property for somebody, but all the potential in the world was there. You're talking about the, the in, fir- in the actual... In the property parcel or the yeah. undergrowth that grows up like in the middle of the road. No, no, no. In in the actual parcel, mm-hmm. like the first one when we got stuck in the the thorns as we're oh, coming yeah. back and we saw yeah. those deer and get get uh, cut up, and then you know the eighty acre that we saw last, we were coming down the cart. Like you couldn't just walk into the property; you'd have to kind of machete your way mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. So, but great property though. Person next to it had ran his cows on it, and he had his cleaned all out, and it looked amazing. Yeah, yeah. The it's funny because the first Oklahoma deal i've ever done the one you know that i didn't do i got kind of screwed on the first time i saw it it was thick like covered and it had never been cleaned up yeah and then i went back to it later and it had been totally cleaned up and it made it look like a million dollar property at that point and that's what these looked like so we we saw several properties that were just had never been touched yeah i mean i probably haven't been touched in 100 years yeah you know and then if if you just think in your head man send somebody back here with a bobcat or something clean this thing up it'll it really dress it up and that goes back to do we do that or not and that's that's my like i just i talked to uh josh about that i was like man i just at this mine he's like why are you at the mine of hauling a trailer why don't you just hire somebody to go up there and do it and i'm like i don't know i'm kind of like want to get my hands dirty (laughs) i don't know and that's just the i guess that's the the man i don't want to say the man in me but the man in me like i want to go work on my farm First hour might be fun. Yeah. Eight, I, eight, 12 hours, two days into it. I'm going to cuss, you know, I'm going to be like, I'm never doing this shit again. But sometimes you have to do something to know you're never going to do it again. Yeah. I I mean, I think it could be worth it. It was, well, I mean, if you're doing it yourself, obviously there's not a cost, a major cost in it. Yeah. But if having, you have to rent the equipment or I just borrow your dad's tractor. Yeah. Get the old John Deere out there and clean it up. I think his might be way too big, but. Eh, never know. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. You probably never will know. Because <laughs> I'm probably never going to do it. So anyway, some key takeaways that even though we teach this remotely and we'll probably still continue to do a strong majority of this remotely, it doesn't hurt to get out and see what you got and learn all about it and see the countryside. Just enjoy, enjoy some time. Yeah. 
Anything I, else? No, I, I think that's a great takeaway. The other thing is, you know, getting out there and getting a feel for what's going on around these type of properties, you do have a better understanding of what your marketplace is. Now, is it, does it, if you're in Texas, does it make sense to fly up to Maryland and go look at a, a one five acre that you bought up there? No, that doesn't. But if you're in an area where you send out a ton of mail and you're picking up seven to 15 properties, you know, it, it might be worth it for you to go get an idea, kind of feel it out and see, cause there's different angles and different plays you can do in this. And that's, you know, that's the important part of being able to have the sales copy. It's easy to sell the dream of a property for a cabin and everything. That's pretty standard. But, you know, there's particular niches that you can find in these properties that will make you a ton of money. And you wouldn't know if you didn't actually go out there and touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lastly, uh, meet your boots on the ground, right? Meet your realtors, oh, yeah. meet the people, make sure that you like them in person and yeah. that you think you can work with them and whatnot. And we really, that was the first time we, you and I obviously myself met Liz, but yeah, I've talked to her and we've done four deals together. So putting a, that personal touch though, it's, you know, it changes things a little different. And I think she's even going to come to the live event. Is that right? Yeah. She said she'll plan on being there. The do a little sold, talk about sold out live event. Oh yeah. You didn't mention that yet. It is sold out. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to all 35s to get here ready to have your world rocked. Hope so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, we tried. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. That's a good point. It's kind of got to tell my wife after our first date. Hey, I, I tried. <laughs> it wasn't wonderful, but I tried. I'm sorry. All right. Good. Yeah, I'm good. All right. That's it for today, guys. Uh, as always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Give us a like. Give us a follow. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. We appreciate it. We love you. See you Wednesday. See you Wednesday.